0: Welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot. I'm your host, Travis Helwig. And I'm Darren
1: Miller. Welcome to our preview of both this week's LAFC games. First, their CCL quarterfinal matchup against Vancouver Whitecaps FC in Vancouver, which is Wednesday, April 4th at 7 p.m. on... Oh, jeez. Guys, I'm so sorry. The broadcast is on FS1. I'm, I'm sorry. Ooh, a Apuku! <laughs> Then, on Saturday, April 8th at 4.30 p.m., they play Austin FC at BMO Stadium. It'll be on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV Plus for free and on Fox. You can't miss this one if you try, folks. Of course, we'll be live streaming 10 minutes after both games with our post-game call-in show at our YouTube channel at youtube.com at HappyFootSatFoot. Subscribe there now. You can get notified when we go live. For today's show, I interviewed Josh Lee of the Tigers Supporters Group, which I'm very excited about. We dig into TSG, 3252, and supporters groups in general, which I feel like, as a career casual, a lot of us take for granted without really knowing how any of it works. Smoke bombs and flags and logos that we kind of just enjoy for free as other fans.
0: Yeah, I like to complain about the 3252 sometimes, and if they weren't at the game, I would be embarrassed to bring other people to the game. So I take it all back when I've...
1: <laughs> well, I've never... I can't remember a single time you've complained about 325.
0: I haven't done it on the air. One time I sat <laughs> in the 3252, and I think it was one of the first seasons, and Tyler Miller made a save that was really good, but it was across the field. And so I wanted to see the save, and I looked at my phone for 30 seconds. And a man with a lock around his neck screamed at me, and so I didn't really sit in the 3252 anymore. So I look forward to hearing what Josh Lee has to say about that. Also, this isn't a normal episode. I'm, as you heard in the post-game live stream last week, not in California. I'm visiting my parents right now in Stratford, Connecticut. And so because of that, Darren and I didn't have a ton of time to record this. So instead of doing storylines like normal this week, I instead did something a little bit special. And did the storylines for this week's game with my 70-year-old parents. But first, listener-mandated banter. Darren, I'm in what is, you know, a replica of my childhood bedroom. I'm yeah, what's in the deal the, is that? So, is as that you, you know, Darren, and uh, and the listeners don't know, is my house burned down like 13 years ago or something like that. A little over a decade yes. ago. So, I'm on the property of the house I grew up in, in the room that would have been where my room is. But if you sort of look around, it's just like an empty, it looks like there's just like, especially the wall we're facing, you know, it doesn't look like my room. There's no posters of Hillary Duff on the wall.
1: This is like when you go to a museum and they're like, this is the exact site of when this artist painted this particular painting. And we've we've built the entire museum around this exact spot so that you could see exactly what it was
0: like, except every single thing has changed. So there's no real value to what I'm telling you. It's an ancient Travis's home burial ground, and I've built on top of it, and this <laughs> is cursed. House itself,
1: the, the house <laughs> itself was buried here. <laughs> it is cursed land.
0: <laughs> yeah, so this this replica house of my old house is cursed. There should be
1: an animatronic Travis that's like, hey, it's me, Travis. Want to play soccer? This
0: is where I masturbated. <laughs> Over here is where I cried because girls wouldn't like me. But not both at the same time. That would be weird. <laughs> ha 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 ha. <laughs> ha ha. Why am I crying now? <laughs> <laughs> Animatronic tears. <laughs> uh, that's enough banter, right? I mean, we only talked sure. about me. You want to add something? <laughs> oh, my life. Yeah, that's not as important.
1: You had the more interesting week.
0: I, you know, I don't. I don't think my week qualifies. What, yeah, what yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Your week fucking sucked. And my week was so interesting. I went to Las Vegas, New York City for my friend Brennan Mulligan's wedding. And then I went Congrats, home Brennan. for my mom's 70th birthday. And what did you do? What did you do? Oh, my do? God. Go look at all these occasions. It was, it's was. it been a nightmare week, honestly. I'm, I, like, it was fun, but I'm fucking tired. I'm oh, ready man. to go home. And you know how when you haven't slept much, you're like, I definitely have COVID. There's a world in week. Feel like I have COVID.
1: That is the thing. So many people think constantly. There is a world in which I have COVID.
0: Yeah, and it's good because I'm with my 70 year old parents.
1: Right, that's a good thing. Yes.
0: All right. Let's get like let's I, now the that show. um yeah I asked you to say something about yourself and I said more about myself. Let's start the show.
1: <laughs> let's start the show. <laughs> All right. Well, Travis was famously traversing the country this past week, spreading the gospel of LAFC through Las Vegas, New York City, and now Stratford, Connecticut. In a shocking turn of events, he decided not to ditch his friend's wedding to overanalyze his zero zero tie with <laughs> oh, me and yeah, Miss <laughs> <laughs> and is now doub- doubling down on these reasonable values and priorities with a visit to his parents in a segment we call storylines.
0: Story, Well, if you're watching this on video, you can tell that storylines is going to be a little bit different this week. I'm across the country for my friend Brennan's wedding and also visiting my wonderful mother for her 70th birthday. And while I would normally explain what LAFC is to my friend Darren, who's too busy to learn himself because he's raising a beautiful family, this week I'll explain LAFC storylines to two people who are already done raising a beautiful family, my parents in a segment we like to call. Storylines. Mom, dad, welcome to Happy Foot Sad Foot. Is this your first podcast? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Don't worry. We'll have you doing ads for Simply Safe in no time. I'm nervous to do this. Do you feel nervous? No, not really. I am. Well, I, I feel like this is a, it's a weird situation to interview your own parents.
2: Okay. I'm just a little worried what kind of questions you,
0: have. it's all going to be. They're going to be the grossest I could possibly ask. I can say fart then. You can say fart. Go ahead. Okay. Fart. Great. We're getting off to a good (laughs) start. So first, tell me your name, where you grew up, and the name of your very first pet. My name is Douglas Helwig. I grew up in Stratford, Connecticut, and my first pet was a dog named Champ.
2: Hi, I'm Donna Helwig. I grew up in Stratford, Connecticut as well, and I'm really not sure what our first pet was at home. I had many cats. My favorite was Buttons.
0: Buttons, beautiful. Probably had a pet rock. Do either of you know what LAFC stands for? Los Angeles Football Club. All right, we're getting off to a great start. So let's get right into it. LAFC plays two games this week. One is a Champions League game up in Vancouver on Wednesday, and then a home game this coming Saturday against Austin FC. But I'll start easy. Mom, I have some great team news for you. LAFC just signed our first Polish player. So our first storyline this week is, will we see the debut of Mateusz Bogus? Bogus was bought from the Premier League club Leeds United and will be coming off to give our midfield some depth. He's 21. And in the past two years, he scored six goals and five assists with Ibiza, where he was on loan. Mom, you're Polish. Do you remember any Polish phrases to welcome him to the
2: league? Uh, No, I can't can't remember any Polish words at this point.
0: What was your favorite Polish dish?
2: My mom. Yeah, like pierogies and my mom used to make a Hungarian goulash, but that's not really Polish, but it I the Polish people like, ate it as well.
0: So your your favorite Polish food is Hungarian goulash.
2: Yeah, I think probably pierogies was the best.
0: I remember Itchdoma Spatch. Yes. Uh, I it's the dog's bald spot. It's the dog's bald spot, correct. That's what I definitely means. We, As we discussed last week, Polish is just English but ugly. Yeah. Mom, do you think it's appropriate for me to make Polish jokes on the podcast like an old man in a VFW hall? No. Do you take offense when people say Polish people are dumb? A little bit. Are you dumb? No. Okay, so let's, you know, that fresh legs couldn't come soon enough because our second storyline for this week, is that LAFC has looked sort of one note lately. We, we're still undefeated, which is good. but We're supposed to be the best team in the league, but we aren't dominating a lot of these games. We should have. And we, you know, we tied a terrible Colorado Auto squad 0-0. Zero, zero. Our goal scorings looked a little uninspired lately. And we're starting a stretch of four games in 11 days. We really need to figure out how to surprise some of these teams. I, I feel very nervous doing this. I'm very, this is, this is hard for me to do in front of you.
2: Well, it's harder for us. <laughs> we hmm. have to answer your question. Dad seems very secure with everything.
0: No, I'm fine. You Do you want to start your own podcast? No. <laughs> what am I going to talk about, optics? Yeah, uh, you were an optician for a long time. What was, t- what was the most surprising thing about the optician career you had? I can't tell you. It's secret. He was a secret government optician, which means he worked on satellites and probably drones and things like that, but he can't talk about them. He was a spy. You could see it just by looking at him. Geez, <laughs> now I'm not going to Russia for a uh vacation <laughs> well they might accept you if you pass over some secrets <laughs> so let's get into the game this week i'll start with the champions league game first because i want to confuse you right off the bat so do either of you know what the champions league is it's isn't that international play
2: i really don't know
0: that's that is correct so it's complicated <laughs> in most american sports leagues there's the regular season and the playoff soccer there's tournaments that happen as the season's ongoing. And there's a big confederation of professional leagues called CONCACAF. And that is a confederation that oversees all the professional leagues on basically the continent. So like the American League, the Mexican League, the Costa Rican League, the Canadian League, they're all under CONCA. CONCACAF is like Nestle, and MLS is like Poland Springs. You know how like Nestle owns a bunch of companies? Yeah. That's basically what it is. And the best teams each year. The next season, go on and play in a tournament to see who is the best team on the whole continent. So LAFC won the championship last year. So we get to play the best teams from Mexico and the best teams from Costa Rica. And so that's ongoing as the regular season happens. It's called the Champions League because you want to be the champion of the continent. Does that make sense?
2: None of the other teams get to do this, correct?
0: So that's where it gets a little messy. There's four MLS teams, maybe five that get to do it of the 30. And it's so it's like the best team in the West, the best team in the East. Whoever had the best record and the champion of the league gets to go. So we got to go because we won the whole league. I got it. Okay. Okay. So we already beat a Costa Rican team in the Champions League. It was the best team in Costa Rica. We won. We moved on. Now we have to go against the best team from Canada, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Can, this league this team is in the MLS but they're considered the best team in Canada so they get to participate as well how good is Costa Rica compared
2: to these other teams
0: well that's interesting is that the Costa Rican League is probably the third best league on the continent it's US and Mexico are around the same a lot of people would say Mexico's better some Americans would now say America is as good but Costa Rica is probably the third best team and the team that we beat was the number one team in the Costa Rican League oh, that's great yeah we did good
2: yes I think you did
0: Have you ever been to Costa Rica no. No, but I want to see a sloth, so. I did. I When I went to Costa Rica, I got to see a lot of cool birds and monkeys. And there were, this isn't interesting, there was, I, there was just these weird animals that were sort of like their raccoons, but they almost looked like um, they had longer noses and lo- it was cool. So while Vancouver is the best team in Canada, they also play in Major League Soccer, just like how in, in the NBA and MLB, there are Canadian teams. So we are familiar with Vancouver, which brings us to our third storyline. Our team plays terrible in Vancouver. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the altitude. Maybe it's the travel. But we've lost our last four games in Vancouver against this team. Most people agree it's a really hard stadium to play in. That said, Vancouver has been insanely hot and cold this year. They have one win, two losses, and three draws, which is not good to only have one lo- one win so far. But their win this week against Montreal was 5-0. to zero which was the same score that they had against a Honduran team in the Champions League before, and they also beat them 5-0. to zero. So Vancouver either loses their games or wins by an overwhelming score. Many people think they're putting all their effort into winning the Champions League and ignoring MLS, which puts us in another disadvantage because we're trying to win every game. So if you were a team, would you want to play every game uh, as hard as you could and be tired? Or would you focus on one tournament and try to win that thing? What do you think is a better strategy?
2: I think one tournament, probably.
0: Well, I think if you're going to be a professional, you should play as hard as you could for every game. But do you think that, I mean, it is a disadvantage, though, because you might end up losing more games if you're playing as hard in every game. Then you shouldn't be a professional.
2: I still think one tournament is probably your best bet.
0: We got conflicting views. I sense a divorce coming. Okay, so I'm going to confuse you even further. So you know how in baseball or basketball, in the playoffs, they have best of seven series. Yeah. They don't do that in soccer because it's too exhausting of a game to run for 90 minutes. As you mm-hmm. remember, when I was a goalie and I stood there for 90 minutes, yet still was tired. What, no, a lot of goals went by you. No, I was very good. The, as we all know, I was a very good goalie. That's canon for the podcast. The, <laughs> the, so instead of doing best of seven, what they, they don't want to just do one game because then whoever is the home team has a real advantage because yeah. playing at home is a big deal. So what they do is they play two games, one home, one away, and they just combine the scores. So we're going to play in Vancouver on Wednesday. And if we lose one to zero, we then play them again next week at home. And if we win two to zero, we win the whole thing two to one. Does that make sense? It's just aggregate scoring. No, that's fine.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So that's always confused me. But all it is, is basically the first game we're playing this week essentially is the first half. You treat it as the first half or whatever, and it it makes it so both teams get a home field advantage. That was just to say, if we lose, it's not the end of the world. One player to keep an eye on in Vancouver is this kid, Betcher, who's very young. He's only played 87 minutes for the team, but he's already scored four goals, which is the fastest any player has ever scored four goals in Major League Soccer history. That's a, that's pretty impressive. It, four goals in 87 minutes is wild.
2: It is. It's not that easy.
0: Did you ever play any sports growing up? No.
2: Well, I love sports. Unfortunately, women weren't allowed to play sports when I was in high school. It was all just done after school and the boys got all the glory.
0: As did, it should be. <laughs> did you did you so what did you play after school?
2: I played basketball. I played softball. I did get to play some softball even in, on leagues within the town. But um not really too much competitive cuz we were from Stratford and the briquette Stratford bestest briquettes were here at the time. And so I was always in the clubs.
0: That's a professional softball team, right? Correct. And you didn't play any sports? No. And then you were like, I have no physical ability. I'm going to join the military. Well, I went running a lot. That's a sport. Running's a sport. Did
2: you do some gymnastics too?
0: One oh one. yeah. That, I mean that was in junior high school. You did gymnastics? Yeah. What was your events? School. High bar. High bar? That's cool. I'm learning something new as we do this. And you were a kickball champion, weren't you, Mother? Oh,
2: I forgot about that. Me and my She's trophy. I trying to forget about that. Hey, that was the highlight. When we used to have our recreational sports over at the playgrounds, we competed amongst all the other schools. And every year, one team would win and they would get like a trip to someplace, you know, amusement center or whatever. And I got this great trophy for being the kickball day. champion. That was my glory day.
0: Were you, what position did you play?
2: I was the pitcher. Oh, did Yes, occur? Yes. We, it, and it's not like kickball today. When we played, you had to really spin the ball in and make sure that they couldn't kick ball.
0: So you're saying all the kids who play kickball today are soft and you were hard. No,
2: they just use a different ball. They use the red ball, soft ball. We use the, almost like a volleyball, kind of a hard ball to pitch and
0: all that. I think you would have been a good soccer player. Okay, so that's the first game we're playing, Vancouver, on Wednesday. Then we have a second game this week which is why we were talking about tired legs so much, on Saturday against Austin FC. Austin is going into their third year in the league, and last year they surprised everyone by making it all the way to the Western Conference Finals, where LAFC absolutely fucking destroyed them, 3-0. to And that leads us to the final storyline of this week. Will this be an Austin FC revenge game against us? Last year they were led by Sebastian Giussi, who was the second highest goal scorer the entire season, maybe the MVP runner-up. They were consistently one of the best teams all year, and they gave us the worst loss we had of the entire regular season. It was a real embarrassment. That said, they kind of fell apart at the end of the season, and this year they have not been playing up to their standards. The Austin Chronicle ran a story saying, Austin isn't just playing badly this year, they're also playing boring. They got kicked out of the Champions League by a Haitian team they should have beaten. The team from Haiti hadn't played a professional game, I think, in over two years and they still beat it was a true embarrassment it was wild they were playing under a tree a dog came on the field like behind one of the goals there was a tree it was it was like not a stadium they played in
2: like our old soccer fields here in Stratford you know they weren't very
0: good well we had more asbestos which made them right. worked as a fertilizer right right um we had an asbestos plant that sponsored the same softball team that we were talking about the Raybestos Braquettes. They made asbestos breaks and we were so proud of those asbestos breaks. We had a world class softball team. So, Austin got kicked out of the Champions League by a Haitian squad. They've only won two of their first five regular season matches and they recently blew a game against Colorado, who they should have beaten. But we also just tied Colorado, so I can't talk too much shit. But their backs are against the wall and they hate us for kicking them out of the league last year. There's a very good chance they show up to our home field having thought about that game all year long and with us with tired legs from Vancouver, find a victory against us to try to turn their season around. Have either of you ever been to Vancouver or Austin? No. I have not, no. Have you been to Canada or Texas? Canada.
2: Canada. We were at Niagara Falls for our honeymoon.
0: Whoa, how was that?
2: Really great. Nice.
0: All right. You seal the deal? Thanks
2: a lot. We
0: had a terrible hotel. That's all (laughs) I have to say. What was so bad about it?
2: They were renovating at the time of we were there, so it was very noisy and loud in the morning and stuff. So,
0: and the vibrating bed wouldn't shut yeah. off. <laughs>
2: a lot of good memories.
0: You, see, you you literally got a vibrating bed for your honeymoon. We well, you had to stick a quarter. Right.
2: They all had them. Just stick the quarter in,
0: and so you stayed at a real horny hotel for your.
2: <laughs> it must have been. That's why we're still
0: here. The rushing waters of Niagara Falls were... uh... It was called the hotbed. Is that true? No. (laughs) It's a good name for a horny hotel. All right. So, you know, what's some advice you want to give out to the world now that you're both in your 70s? To all of our listeners out there, any good advice you want to give them? I'll start with mom. Hmm,
2: I'm not sure about what. Let me think about
0: it. We'll go to dad. Well, you got to watch Man City, one of the best teams in the world. So that's who I watch. My dad, a big Man City fan, he's he's saying he's too good for this American trash. He has to go overseas to Europe. They still have a ways to go to be playing up with the Premier League. We fucking know. All right, enough of that here.
2: How about some of the girls' teams? Why don't we talk about some of the great teams that the girls have had?
0: The NWSL is very fun. We have a team in LA called Angel City. There's a team called Gotham FC in New York. We love the NWSL, and I'm excited to see more of their matches. Mom, Dad, how was your first podcast experience? Oh, it was wonderful. It was great because you're here with us. It's so wonderful to see both of you. I love both of you very much. Thank you for doing this and thank you for listening. I hope the sound quality is okay. When we come back, Darren talks to Josh Lee of the Tiger Supporting Group about just how everything gets organized inside the 3252.
1: And we're back. I am now joined by Josh Lee of the Tigers supporters group and the fcfc podcast welcome to
3: the show josh what's up darren thank you for having me i am a newer fan of this show but i'm a fan so come through with with much love and uh, blessings hopefully thank you so much we're
1: here to talk about supporters groups you are you i think the first guest on our podcast
3: of the three two five two yeah. Well, I, I mean, so. uh, Benny Trejo, Christian Torres, if you're listening, suck it. Cause I got in here first in your <laughs> face. I'm doing good. No, it's cool. I, I love seeing the kind of the LAFC, the, the LAFC authorities come through here and talk to you guys. I saw you're a good friend of Vince, of Vince Laroso, who's also a good oh, yeah. friend of ours. And on our podcast, we've gotten to talk to on FCFC pod. We've got to talk to a lot of the, the supporters group leaders who kind of helped found the thing. So I feel like I'm in a decent position to, 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 to give a little spiel on, on what we're and what we're about
1: to be the ambassador this is good yeah we're i would i would say at least i am supporters group ignorant i represent the casual fans on the podcast maybe we should start all the way from the beginning Mm -hmm. like what is a supporters group in the first place how does it all work what is this
3: you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna start off because i once was all supporters Supporters ignorant. As you are now. So I, I wanna, I wanna say I was once there. I was not born out the room kicking and screaming with a scarf tied around my neck. Okay. So, uh, that would have been sick. That's the hardest ultra baby story in the world. <laughs> But yeah, this is how I kind of explained it to first my parents who asked me what the hell I was doing. And then eventually my relatives and my friends. It's I'd say I'm part of the traveling fan club for Los Angeles Football Club, the soccer team in Los Angeles. And I think fan club gets closer to what it is because, hey, even K-pop bands and groups have fan clubs that travel to see different concerts that do put on events to kind of raise money for the band. But I think for supporters – what I really found a distinction in between supporters and maybe a more casual fan is that supporters are responsible for every inch of the atmosphere that you see when you walk into the, to BMO stadium now, right? When you walk into mm-hmm. an LUC game, the, the supporters are the ones you see waving the flags, the ones that paint the TIFO, the ones that are tailgating prior to the game, the ones that hopefully, you know, give you a smile and say, say, say what's up to your family, invite them to a game of kind of pickup footy on, on the grass there, at Christmas tree lane. We help set up the day for the club and we help set up the day for the culture. I think we talk about the culture a lot, right? We refer to that as, you know, this kind of this ominous thing that we're all try, trying to build towards. And I think the big thing is, you know, sports fans, LA has some of the greatest sports fans in the world. But the big thing for us is that how do we, you know, increase the atmosphere? How do we feel like we have ownership over this club? And that's a lot of the things I just said. The tailgates, mm-hmm. painting the huge TIFOs that go up, helping people like bring, sing and chant and bring the noise essentially to to make an LEC game, what an LEC game looks like and feels like and sounds like today.
1: I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast have been to a game or watched a game. If you haven't, the people on the North end are the people that are the reason why LAFC is cool is I think a good way. to put it. Hey, the reason why we're proud, yeah. Well, The reason why everyone is proud to be a fan of LAFC is because you walk into that stadium and this is like proof that there's, that this is like something is actually happening here. And I haven't been to every stadium. Obviously I'm not a fan of every team, but I mean,
3: it's unmatched. Everybody, you know, I mean, you do a great job. <laughs> th- thank you, thank you, and I'll take that. And I think you know, before we like really get into the weeds of it, I think the big thing for me is that I I tell this story all the time. I think it was in the our playoff run during twenty nineteen, right? And uh, the the thing that got me closest to tears of that early on was that I think that we were we beat the Galaxy, or we were like you know we scored our fourth goal against the Galaxy, and then the the the, the, the we start chanting LA FC, LA FC, and then though it, it was a simple enough chant and it was just the right amount of the right vibe was in the air and winning was in the air. And all of a sudden the the, the song that the, the chant at the North end started started echoing and booming throughout the entire stadium. Right. And so it goes from the 3000 to the 20 to the 22, 27. And that was a moment where you can ask Paul, almost any leader of the people who get to do this and support this club, man, that made us so emotional. Cause like, for us, that's what everything this is all about, right? For when any small fire that we think and we're being crazy with the weird soccer kids in the North End, like, Yo, this thing is spreading and we want that to feel like a home. We want home to feel like a fortress, as they say in so many places. But yeah, that's the thing we're all aiming for. And so yeah, I hope with this kind of conversation with soccer culture growing in America and, you know, in LA, like showing off what this, what this style looks like, like hearing more of those all stadium moments, like sound like a thunderclap. That's what we're all aiming for, man. So we're all on the same page here.
1: Well, let's, let's get into it a little bit. So what are the commitments you're making if you're part of a supporters group?
3: Yeah. What does so that look like behind the scenes. Yo, that's that's a that's a great question. We say, you know what? We're so serious about things until we're not, and then sometimes we get up in our own heads about how serious we are until we're not. But yeah, we're on Slack like almost every other organization and every other small business. <laughs> like we are on Slack like any other nonprofit org out there, right? So show up to a couple of events to any any supporters get right. Whether it's a tailgate, whether that's we just had a bowling date right in Chateau Lanes in K Town, just to to intro people to to what we do, hang out, and you know we don't. <laughs> I think a lot of the guys have some affinity for for '90s LA cultures. They say you gotta get beat in, and it's just no. It's all fun and games. That's a lot <laughs> families are welcome. Families are welcome. It's it's a peaceful, loving group. But you go to one of the supporters' groups' events. Say it's for my supporters' group, Tiger Supporters Group. You come out to beer garden for a watch party right there in First and Western. You say, "Oh, say what's up Tilly, Hey, I'm interested in being a part of your group or just learning to know more. You get to chat up a little bit. We throw you on a Slack and say awesome. Like here are the things that uh, you can get volunteer for right away, which is we have TIFO painting sessions, maybe like, once every couple months when we do a TFO. Every supporters group has a, has kind of a community service, service factor to their, to their group, usually along in the community that they serve. So for us, it'd be around a lot of Koreatown events. So through KYCC and through Breezy, we do volunteer events to help the kids with art programs. We help, we help pass out turkeys during Thanksgiving, you know, things like that. So these are the kinds of things that we're, we're involved with. So sign up for a couple of volunteer events. You know, we realized that Hey, people have lives outside of this group, outside of this club. Like everyone just kind of takes turns and does, does what they can and eventually you build that kind of trust between us and the newer supporters that come in, and we will put all supporters in the right position to enjoy this game and own, feel ownership over this club in every single way that they they can and they want to. So, yeah, for me, like, I help lead the creative team, and we make merch and shirts, you know, make all the crazy bootlegs you see on the north end and making pins and all that stuff, pin culture. And so if you're a designer, we take your time for design. If you're a painter, we take your time with Tifo. If you are an incredible educator like my friend Pat, who's raising money for his classroom. Then we help raise money for his kids out in Long Beach. And so, yeah, man, it really becomes – the supporters group ends up looking a lot like you and ends up feeling a lot like what you care about because if you're into LAFC and into soccer culture, you'll figure out ways in which soccer culture can do good in your community. And so, yeah, it's a little bit like just show up to an event, DM us on Instagram, be like, I'm, I'm interested. How do I get involved? We'll throw you on the Slack. And then you can just kind of chip away.
1: We were talking before, you mentioned that there's like open membership. Is that for a certain period of time? Is there some kind of cap on membership? Is there some kind of... Season where all the supporters groups are open and you're, you're like picking which one you want to join? Like, how
3: does that work? Yeah, so it's usually if you're not a, if you're not a complete like washed out weirdo, like you will, any supporter group you want to join, you'll get in like this. There's not right, a fraternity, right, right. a frat culture <laughs> part of it, right? Right, we're not <laughs> going to like rush season. Oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's not rush season, right? <laughs> I think for for our numbers and for the 3252's nonprofit status, we do encourage membership earlier on in the season because nice. I think there's like a $20 membership, right? Right. For the 3252 that you sign up for. And on that membership, you register with what supporters group you're a part of as a part of the official nine or ten that we're a part of. So you receive your member scarf, your bucket hat, and then we as a supporters group kind of see who's, you know, who's a part of which group, what the numbers of each group look like. Because a three two five two is the umbrella organization that all the nine, ten official supporters groups, yeah, that includes like Black Army, D9U, Lucky's, Cuervos, Expos, LAO, and uh the crew so like the nine official sgs of the independent supporters union which is the 3252 so all of our smaller groups have representatives within the 3252 council that kind of deal with the the bigger like we all make decisions together on what the match day sounds like what the tfo's design is going to be um yeah what what the active support what songs we're singing in the stance and how we travel to away days so i would say like yeah the all of the groups have representatives within that council, and we all make decisions together as kind of a collective to to figure out exactly what the sights and sounds feel and look and look and feel like in the stadium. And you, everyone's sort of paying dues to three two five two.
1: I, mean, I imagine mm-hmm. there's some kind of dues to membership in, in, in an individual supporter group as well.
3: It it varies. I think last year we didn't have individual dues for our small for our supporters group, the Tigers. But I mean, this year we might just to, to help pay for some of the away travel, all that. And I think the big, just the one big note for all of this stuff, three two five two, and for the individual supporters group, is that you know we take we make zero money from all this, right? This is an act right. of love. We we want to keep it that way. Our nonprofit status reflects that as well. Is that you know all of this, whether you're buying a T-shirt from the the website. Or buying like a koozie or a bucket hat from the from the tailgate. Like none of us are making any money as long as we're a part of the official SGs and three two five two. So yeah, it really is. Like if you want to support the best way to to buy through merch is to to buy memberships through that. Cool. And what's the relationship to the club officially? Yeah. It's interesting, man. This is a this is kind of a big um so we are an independent supporters union, which means that club does not own us, nor do they have real like oversight into our rules and regulations. We do try to follow the club closely in terms of like disciplinary committees. If something goes wrong, we plan with the club's away day travel. And sometimes, yeah, there are away day travels to figure out like which matches we're going to. How can we have proper security around our fans to protect us for supporters and casual fans alike? So when we went to Costa Rica recently for the ZCL, we worked heavily with with uh, jimmy lopez and albert who are former members of sgs who now stepped into that kind of kind of club liaison role Mm -hmm. to help with the away day travel because there's so many there's like you know 800 people going to costa rica how do we book hotels in a block that's safe for everybody what we plan the bar match to the stadium but the thing is that our supporters union is separate from the club for reasons because i think our heart belongs with the club and we believe that in a lot of ways that we are kind of the soul of the club. And at the same time, we know that they're under their own restrictions, other brand partners, security partners, MLS. Our goal is to grow supporters culture in Los Angeles and in the country and the world. But when it comes to, again, not getting paid, we all do this on our own dime. The club sometimes helps us out with like a meeting space, or especially earlier on, we, we used to meet in the press conference room downstairs at the, at the bank. Thank mm-hmm. God we've had still in the right places, the Rich Roscoe's of the world, the Larry Friedmans of the world, right? Who have really fought for supporters culture being at the forefront of the club and the heartbeat of the club. But, um, the big important thing for us that we are independent, we do get to push the culture in the way that we see fit.
1: What are, what are the expectations around like who you are if you're if you're in this group?
3: Darren, if they need me to cut the grass at BMO Stadium, <laughs> I will cut the grass at BMO Stadium.
1: What does it take to do your part once the game
3: starts? Dude, great question. I think and I was thinking about this before too and I was like, is it a simple as singing the songs and clapping on beat, maybe even clapping off beat. And I think that's a big part (laughs) of it, man. And I understand like not everyone wants to be standing the entire time. Not everyone can be standing all the time. But for those who are standing in the standing room only in the North End section, the important thing for us is to to bring the noise as as much as you're bodily able. If you feel like you got to take a break, the the terraces on the second floor. I know a lot of my guys have been taking little 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 breaks up there. Sometimes we give them a stink eye. But you know, they get back down. But the important thing for us, man, is just like when you're there, like, hey, like we all love this thing because it feels so different from the other fan cultures that we know in the States, right? Like yeah. shout out shout out Dodger games and basketball games. Like these are great times to catch up with friends and to to talk with friends. I think <laughs> the important thing for us is like we really push like this active I, this idea of active support, which means learning the songs, jumping around when you can, doing the the kind of Argentinian salute, and 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 urging the team on. We want to show the club. We want to show the team on the field that we are with them whenever and one hundred percent. Like uh, we used to say this thing where it's. uh we get louder when they score on us. And I think people, we we will look for any edge we can on the opposing team. And when the opposing team, I remember the first time heard us go louder after they scored on us, I think it it puts a, it puts a mental, mental check on them. Right. And, we hold our players to a high standard but as long as they're running hard the same way that we're singing while we're like four or five you know drinks deep like that's the kind of accountability we want from our players from our front office and we bring that in the stands man so yeah there's a lot of our members who are you know spread around in the stadium as well so they sing as, as best they can from their seats and trying kind to of join along kind of trying to get the stadium into an uproar together but um yeah the big thing for us is if you're in the north and with us sing with us stand with us we love to hug you during a goal. We love to we love to give you a beer if you're nearby. So yeah, that's a big thing, man. If we'd love to see you before the game too. If you want to come tailgate with us, regardless if you're in the north end or not, come to the tailgate, grab a plate, bring a couple beers you can share with a friend, and then yeah, just enjoy that together, man. But when you're in the stands, let's really sing and celebrate together. Yeah, people I I think you can get caught up in like it's building the community. It's
1: building the atmosphere in the game. It makes the games more fun for all the fans, whether you're watching on T V or you're there. But you forget that like it genuinely makes a difference in the game it it changes what happens in the game the players get hyped balls go different ways other teams get spooked I mean, Mm. it's legitimate, you know. People don't want to come and play here,
3: and that's why it's what a feeling, man. I I think you dream about having a home, you know, home stadium like that. Your entire fandom, and to have one and to have built one feels such like a cool way, man. You we have more say over the pitch than any other team I've rooted for. I don't know. I've shouted the TV a billion times in my life. Never felt like you know I can. You know, like are my lucky socks and all that. But here at LAFC at BMO <laughs> Stadium, you have a chance of affecting the game. I love the MLS Cup final, man. It's a great, it's a really a great like kind of dichotomy breakdown of what what's important for fan culture. I love that the Bale header was in the South End. Like I think that's great. You have Cheeky Palacios going down, going down the sideline, getting across, incredible, incredible header to tie the game. Broke my soul nearly. And then <laughs> the, for the penalty kicks to go against the North End, I was like, we got this. Don't worry. This really? is exactly how we wrote it up. Like we know, we know. J. J MacDaddy's gonna be great. We he got us down, and then the Philly players were shook the entire way. So we get to shout out the, employee, the opposing goalies, opposing fans. We will do our job. Then make no mistake about that.
1: Do different supporter groups in the three two five two have like different personalities? There's a sort of like a walking into the cafeteria and not nowhere to sit vibe. Totally. Where it's like, what do I do here?
3: I've been that dude, man. So I'm like, I'm like, I really want to, I really want to say it's not like the mean girl scene where it feels like it's a jungle out there. I know it can feel like that, but you're right. Every supporters group has kind of a unique personality. And sometimes that personality can like ebb and flow depending on what the membership looks like. Yeah, it's, let me break it down for you. I think this is a fun little history lesson. The, the The two SGs that came from, prior to the club and had some ties with Chivas USA back in the day was District 9 Ultras and Black Army. They are two oldest groups that are part of the 3252 now. And so you have at least for the older membership there, like some OG MLS heads, you know, they were doing the the traveler thing back then and they were doing with like the old MLS soccer logo. Like they know all about that history. Really, really (laughs) huge fans of kind of old school American soccer style. Then you have some interesting groups here that are born with the club themselves, right? That includes us, Tiger Supporters Group, which in the beginning represented K-Town and K-Town exclusively. We've kind of branched out from there. The Expo Originals, and uh, the Cuervos, so we have the Cuervos who are kind of like based in the valley a little bit, but they're kind of everywhere. District Nine Ultras was they really come from um, this Bara Brava style of of supporters, which is very Liga Mekis and Mexican Me- Mexican fan focused. So that's where you see that's where a lot of our drumming comes from, right? Is that from Mexican Then the kind of Mexican supporters, right? Mm-hmm. And from the Expos, you have one of the founders, Fern was a, he's an argentinian american guy really loves kind of argentine soccer he brought in a lot of the kind of argentinian drum patterns and also the kind of cheering effort as well from luckies they are kind of known as they they say they're born in the pub so pub culture english pub culture terrace culture right a lot of those a lot of the green street hooligan fans out there you know who fought it we don't condone violence <laughs> but the luckies are great the tigers for us like we represent kind of Like, I'd say more of like an Asian American kind of point of view, but also all inclusive K-town, which I think is Mexican, Salvadorian, is Angali. And then you have all these kind of newer fans towards the game that represent like the center of Los Angeles. So yeah, it's, it really reflects kind of not only the group's leadership, but it's new and current members. And honestly, dude, with all the style stuff involved. Sometimes it just stays like I have a closer friend in, in Black Army than I do in Corvos and I joined the Black Army because of that, yeah. you know, and then you find a family of people who are like, you know, straight straight edge punk rock kids who are from over there, right? So there's kind of like a lot, lot of melding in, in all categories. But yeah, I'd say the big thing is like none of us are insecure enough for, for, for you to like not check out other groups. Check out all the different groups you want. Buy as many scarves as you want, because we all need people to buy scarves. And if you wanna if you wanna look fly and match day, come to the Tigers, man. We will take care of you. If aesthetic is your thing, we will take all the TikTok influencers. I don't care. We'll mold you into the wildest ultra baddies that you've seen in your life. But no, the big thing, man, is like you want you wanna be a part of soccer making LA better. Join any of these groups. You'll be in good money. And uh, yeah, take the time to do it, man. I know this is not, this is a lot of time commitment. It is. It can, it, but if you want the most out of your fandom, the most out of your supporterness, yeah, finding a supporters group that means something to you, man, it, it's improved my life exponentially. It's given my life kind of a new meaning and purpose. And, and we have no qualms about saying that. So yeah, take your time, get to know everybody and yeah, buy our merch and buy our food. Get to know us like that.
1: Okay, I've got a, a, a weirdly specific question for you, Travis. And I both happen to be fans of player specific chance, and I feel like three two five two is a little light on that. Mm. Is there any reason why? This is a gripe Ooh. I guess.
3: Yeah, you're okay. I realize in my position, this is where the gripe should go. I feel <laughs> a little attacked right now because I too love the player chance. You're right. I think a good player chance hits so different. Shout out the the departed. And beloved Chicho Orango, who had his own, his own player chant. You know, the one I, I really regret not singing anymore is Oh Diego Rossi. He scored the first goal against the Sounders. Oh Diego yeah. Rossi. That's such a beautiful, it really, like, no matter, that's the one where I don't care what the player does in the rest of his career, like outside of major crime, like we will sing his name in the stance as many times as we can. And I think the big thing for us is like, Maybe at first, like the song needs to hit, and we are always open to new songs. But I realized, like, giving a new song and being out there, being brave enough to suggest a song to some people is, is, we're artists are sensitive folk, man. I get that. So we got to make a better, I think, joining a drums wheel. The D2I2 was also posted about drum circles and joining, like, the active support. Those guys are such music nerds. They're thinking about this stuff all the time. And the fact that we haven't sang another player chance is because, Maybe we just haven't thought of a good one. Hasn't. Yeah. Thought of a, a one good enough. So if there's an active, if there is one that's, that's just slapping, like everyone knows a slap when they hear a slap. Like there's no need to, to coach anyone up to it. Like we want to be open to that. And hopefully your pod getting out in the, out in the, the, the LAFC space a little bit. Like we want to hear player songs too, man. So wait, do you have, do you have, now, now I'm like, I, I should, I should have. I should have laid this up for you, but do you have a player song that you would recommend to us? Oh us no, we had we had nothing to back that up. It was, oh. it was just,
2: <laughs> it
3: was just, hey, come on, and that's it. <laughs> We need one for we need one for Denny. We need one for. Uh, I mean, for, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a bad, yeah. bad man. He's one of my favorite players in a long time, and uh, I was trying to get like you know it's so funny because like we all some of us you know we sing in like British accents. I sing in British accents on our oh, really? the, the EPL, and so like you know we everyone does like the Who are you? Who are you? But we go Boanga, Boanga, Boanga. Maybe that's, that's good. Thing. It's not bad. It's not that's bad. Good. Man. Shout out my guy do I feel like I, I, anyone else. I feel like
1: yeah the 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 traveling across the planet. To get to a game, I feel like should be cemented as part of his legacy, maybe through a song. Hey,
3: if that's we need awesome. to make if we need to make a collab T shirt with you guys to celebrate that plane moment, like I will do that maybe to that's make sure the, that's the so the that's what
1: I, I <laughs> make signs. the jet
3: setting, <laughs> the jet tracker man. That was the the most little, oh my frequent God. flyer shirt. <laughs> That's fire. That's fire. You know, shout out hashtag Aesthetics. We, Danny will take care of you. You're a legend here for life. We're gonna have some people we sing about for a while, right? We got the two goalies. We got yep. Max. We got Maxime, and we got J Mac. I mean, we have we have da- we have Giorgio Chiellini on the team. Jesus Christ, like he's what was was that about? And then we have like all of our midfield. We have Ilié man, the classiest man in MLS. So maybe that's yeah, the problem. We need
1: new songs. Maybe that's the problem. Is as soon as there's so many guys that it's like, well, if that guy's worthy of a chant, then. You know, here's ten others.
3: <laughs> I I do know for a fact the players know when they get their 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 songs sung for them, and I know they, they understand when they're not getting song for, sung for. So this is I, a- <laughs> I'm sure
1: it's like a rite of passage as a player. That's a huge that's a huge like level up moment. I think in your career, I'm sure.
3: You're right, and we want to get we want to give our give our players great things when they do great things. So that's something we'll work on. I'll, I'm, I'm shouting at the yo, yeah, again, you know. we brought nothing to the table in this conversation. <laughs> what we really want to we, we want to make a a
1: happy foot flag. I don't know if you can help us make that happen, but that was that's one thing that we've been talking about figuring out. Maybe the most impressive thing that happens in the North End is someone waving a flag for of that size for an entire game. Yeah, yeah,
3: it looks exhausting <laughs> it's it is exhausting it is exhausting. so if you see like you know a muscly arm brawly person like just you know give if i'm right. a beer that's or something right. that's it's yeah it's there's kind of a technique to it you get it after a while it's not it's not a back and forth motion for the 10 by 10 flags it's more of a swivel like this you're you're swiveling it and you're using your momentum and the inertia of it all to keep that thing going because i've tried to do this You know, for 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 more than twenty minutes, and it's it's stupid. So, but my thing to you guys, (laughs) paint a damn flag. We love flags. I think you're, honest. I mean, it's it's one of the reasons why people, I'm sure, stop at your podcast in the first place is that it's an iconically weird LA thing that that you're portraying. And so, (laughs) hey, we're we're footy fans, man. We're the people with perpetual fetishes around feet. So, yeah, we need that in the North End or wherever you guys are sit. I want to see more flags throughout. I think that's been great. We've seen all the. The national team flags, since you know, to represent our players more like across the entire stadium. That's something that the stadium ops are really cool with. So bring that flag. I'll let you do that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hang it wherever. Yeah, and then that's what that's what we we're talking about in, in the beginning, right? Was like making this thing feel like it's wildfire throughout the stadium. Right? It's yeah. not just fucking over the north end. Fandom and love and support can come from every corner of that stadium. So yeah, bring bomb. it. I want to see it. I want to see it up there in the, in the on the on the other 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 side, man. That'd be fun. Okay, cool. Well, before I let you go, is there anything
1: else? What do we, anything we missed here? What have you not gotten a chance to get out there?
3: Cool. So I I think for away days, man, the away day, we, our thing we say a lot is away days are the best days. It's been my favorite way to see a new part of the world, a new part of the country. Like to go out to, like, I went went out when we went to uh, play Leon a lot of us stayed in Guanajuato and saw, and I was there for like four or five days and it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life, man. We got to do so much touristy things and throughout the city, seeing the black caps kind of ro- rolling around and feeling like a sense of pride and, you know, power of being somewhere for an opposing team, but also like experiencing the city authentically. Like if you're about traveling, if you're about seeing this club, if you're about singing songs, like know that none of us have been doing this our whole lives. Like, especially for a group like mine, we have no like, we have – there's no, like, hiding the fact. Like, we we were new to this at one point, you know, and we want to be – tell everyone listening who's LAFC fan from this year, from the championship run to all the way 10 years from now, that it's like, yo know, we were all new at one point. Use this time. To just get to know and support this group that you love. Maybe join one, you know, be a part of the TIFO painting session because I'll tell you this, man, there's nothing like the pride you feel when you see, like, a championship TIFO go up and knowing that, like, hey, I, I painted Quadrant – 43 of that thing, you know, (laughs) at like, you know, at like 10 PM somewhere, you know, where, where people couldn't see. And so, no, it's, it's a really awesome way to feel like if you love this club, man, you can love this club even more, right? This club will give you as many chances to, to love it. And we can build this atmosphere together and make this one of the great like houses of football in, you know, the entire world. I really believe that LA is such a special city in that way. Yeah. Just take the time to get to know people. We will try our best to, to, to give you a free plate, to give you a beer. If someone's meat, if someone's like a jerk to you, first off, know that it's probably just someone having a bad day. We love building this thing, this culture together. Join us for an away day. See us there. DM us on Instagram. DM LAFC underscore TSG on Instagram. LAFC underscore TSG. Yeah. I have my guys, Germ, Jasmine, and I look at the DMs and we may not always be so, so prompt on it, but we make sure that people you know, are understood and, and, and they get, can reach us at any time because we're really building this club together. So yeah, come through, let us know how you feel. And yeah, hopefully you get, you get something out of this. You know, that's, that's incredible. That's really, that's really my, 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 two cents is that you can really take away something incredible for this. So yeah, take the time to get to know us. That's awesome.
1: Any other way that people should get to know more DMing on Instagram is one way. Anything else people need to know if they want to get involved? Where can people find you individually too in your podcast? Yeah,
3: for sure. You can find me at Josh Spice, J O S H S-P-I-C-E, as I'm looking at how to spell it while looking at my name here. Yeah, so at Josh Spice, yeah. you can reach me there. Yeah, just follow us on Twitter, same name, L-A-C underscore T-S-G on Instagram. And uh, we are, you know where to find us on the North End. You know, we're kind of the center section. You'll see us with the rainbow scarves. And you can also find us at the tailgate prior to it. So yeah, reach out to us either on IG or Twitter or in person at the tailgate and uh, come out to an event, man. We are always here. We're ready to hear from you, so... Yeah, no, you can always DM me too. Shoot me, shoot me, shoot me a wild DM. I'll send you a meme back. It'll be fine. <laughs> Great. All right. And the, and the podcast, FCFC? Shout out my FCFC podcast, my, my podcast brethren, Slim Coda. <laughs> And Dweezy, who are, Dweezy just moved to Japan, which is why we can't do this in-person stuff anymore. But, uh, oh, man. yeah, we would, we'd would love to have you in the backyard, Expo Park. That's kind of, that was kind of our jam. But uh, yeah, you can listen to all the back catalog of our episodes at FCFC pod. Dweezy is releasing a remote pod he did from Korea where he met up with our guy Ben Chi, one of the former uh, first members of TSG, but also one of the former employees of the club. Yeah. And they watched an the FC Seoul game together and heard the support there and heard Korean drums going. So he's got some crazy ideas on what to bring next. But yeah, our whole podcast deals uh-huh. with Sandra's culture through a black and gold tinted lens, as we said. So we've talked to Larry Friedman, Larry Berg, the ownership there, Rich Orosco, Rich's mom. We've talked to an like incredible <laughs> amount of supporters, group leaders, the Torres brothers, Julio Ray, all those guys. So if you're interested in kind of figuring out like all those, we never date, dated an episode or did like a match recap. All those were kind of on like culture episodes. So yeah, we we were, yeah, those should be still good for listening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we barely scratched the surface. It feels like here. There's so much more to get into and to talk about. We'd love to have you on another time to get into it more. But in the meantime, like that is such a good resource for people to to dig a lot deeper into this whole world. So definitely recommend people check that out. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast, being on the show. Thank you for everything you do out in the North end.
3: Appreciate you. Give us some songs, guys. We need some new songs as well. Yeah, well we're, we're maybe some to new back instruments. That up. Yeah. You know what? When this, <laughs> by this song, when this episode comes out, I want to see a new song, the lyrics of the comment section of, of of your podcast. So either that yeah, or spam music. Well,
1: We'll yeah, we'll take the responsibility completely off of ourselves uh, and put it on our listeners. Uh, <laughs> throw it in the comments, throw our listeners, because <laughs> <laughs> we aren't doing it. So yeah, if you got any ideas for our song, we've got an in now. So everybody, put some in the comments. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Awesome. I'll, I'll get them to the right people. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Thank take care. Guys. And we're back. Now it's time for a segment called "Bet It and Forget It." Bet it and Forget it. Forget it. Sounded like bend it and forget it that time. It's haunting bend us. It. It's saying it's saying something slightly different. <laughs> Every week, Travis and I are going to end the show with a bet for this week's game. We make an outlandish prediction for that week, something that will almost definitely not happen, but could. And each week we both put up five dollars when neither of them hit, unless they do. The money rolls over to the next week and eventually by the time someone's weird prediction comes true, they'll win a good chunk of change. We are now at eighty dollars, I believe. Total.
0: Total. I, I feel Total like I, we've been lying to the people because I realize that it's not. One of us is keeping return. $40. The other one is getting $40.
1: <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Well, it's an $80 pot. The pot yes. is at $80. But it's not like uh, someone can win $80. $40. No, but I think that when you do it like an official bet, then that is what they say the payout is. It's $80 because you pay the $40 to, to make the bet. Yeah, I you think get the dollars are bet.
0: wrong. The casinos are dumb, then, if you listen.
1: I paid. think casinos are wrong on a lot of levels. You know, I don't think it's a good moral choice to be at a casino or making a bet. Okay. I won
0: $300 playing craps. Oh, then, awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I was so oh, fucked yeah. up. <laughs> and then i was in a suit and i was so fucked up and these bros were so they were so excited i kept making them money i high-fived so many idiots what was your bet last week
1: i love it i should have bet that you were were gonna have a great time in vegas i'm going to vegas soon we'll talk about that another time okay i bet last week i bet that both acostas would score in the game not only did not both acostas not score neither acosta scored and nobody scored
0: Honestly, I'm very happy I missed that game. Everything I read about it, what a game! Um, to I watched. List. I watched the highlights, and I was like, "That there was like, he like, yeah, flipped a ball over someone's head, and they showed the entire play as if it, it was. It was just like there was nothing to showcase. I don't so even remember
1: that play. There. I don't um, even remember that happening. <laughs> my
0: my bet was that Nikola Jokic would be at the game, and someone would acknowledge him. Um, That's right. But neither thing occurred. But this week, I'm very confident in my bet, Darren, and. As usual, uh, Here's what it is. This is definitely okay. going to happen in one of the two games this week there. John McCarthy is going to save a PK. It's not going to go over the bar. It's not going to hit the bar. He's going to actively choose the right side and save it. He's going to catch the ball. However, if in either of the games that happens and then there's another PK where someone scores, the bet goes away there has to be Whoa. a single pk that is saved by john mccarthy if he saves two the bet still happens but but if a goal is scored you know like it washes it away it's like in in 21 when someone taps your ball in
1: so this is this is really two bets in one this is a saving a pk on goal and yeah they don't a, miss they
0: don't miss he saves it
1: and it, and basically taking the over of 1 on successful pk saves
0: correct so there, and then after that if anyone scores any other pk the bet doesn't cash and it's and for both both games so let's say there's one pk and they immediately score it the bet doesn't work even if he saves one in the next game he has to there has to be only one save does that make sense oh wait okay this is good mine's very simple don't worry
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is fun so if he makes a save as like on a shot a pk on goal and he saves it if this happens in the CCL game and they don't score another PK, but then in the next game they do score a PK, it's still negated.
0: Yes. They, so, you know, saving a PK is crazy, but it's not that crazy. In this situation, right. he yep. saves the PK, but also no other PKs are scored. Yes. By We've the other it team. so comments.
1: many different ways now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on record and say all of it was necessary.
0: I will say that there's Uh, a good chance that someone on Twitter points out some flaw in this that I haven't considered. And that's why we kept repeating it. We were like trying to find a flaw and I don't think we did,
1: but it would be crazy for someone to be like, you guys totally missed this. Cool. That's an awesome bet. I'm so excited. Mine is maybe needs to be up to you. It's a very simple. I just want them to have a plus five goal differential across both games.
0: Oh, that's cool. Exactly. Or can they be above?
1: at least at least.
0: Okay. So five and over.
1: Yeah, if they if their goal differential across both games is if they've outscored the opponents of the week by five or more,
0: I just want to say right now, there's my parents are watching the Yukon Huskies in the finals because we're in Connecticut, and yes. I they're like I, they're talking to each other very loudly, so there's a real chance that whatever they're talking about is going to be on this. I
1: I heard just sound, no words that time, and haven't heard anything since till then.
0: Okay, so well, I, I just I want listener. Good. I want some listener to isolate the audio and figure out
1: what, <laughs> that'd be cool what,
0: what they're saying to each other. They're a little that's a great, in
1: case they're talking about something off topic.
0: Yeah, it's like our son has the tiniest dick. He won. Thirty years later, know, let's talk about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's finally <laughs> talk about it. It was small. I wonder. Should we ask him if it got bigger? <laughs>
1: Should we program this line of conversation into the animatronic version of him up in his old room?
0: Yeah, I like your bet a lot. That's I mean, plus Thank 5 you. is a lot. So and it requires us to do that to two good teams and I, we haven't really been scoring goals that efficiently. So that'll be interesting. Well, I,
1: I really I I chose it because I have no idea what to expect because I didn't get the storylines this week. So I really don't know what I'm th- what I'm thinking here.
0: Well, that's our show, my man.
1: That's our show. And before we go, another reminder, we'll be live streaming a post-game show 10 minutes after both games on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfoot, sadfoot. There's a link in the show notes. Go ahead and subscribe. Why not? Ah, Subscribe
2: to the YouTube channel,
1: subscribe to the podcast. Come on. It'll be fun. Talk to us in the chat on the live stream. Join the live studio, and you can join us and talk about your happy foot, your sad foot. Be on the show.
0: We don't care. We'll let anyone in. Sorry. They're like yelling. I think their social security numbers. <laughs> Do they hear you? No. hold on. Do they hear you and take the bait? I, th- I think they just talk loudly. They're going to listen to this because they're in the episode.
1: That would be insane <laughs> if, they, if their social security numbers end up on our podcast.
0: He's literally outside the door talking. <laughs> 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 it's just like, I told you what I was doing. Our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott, and Louis Palmer. You can also follow us, like Darren said, on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoyed this and have friends curious about getting in the team, please send it their ways. As always, we're taking a loss on this every week. So when you tweet at us, when you retweet the show, when you post about it, when you tell your friends at the game about it, it really, 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 really means a lot. And, and uh, hopefully we're going to have ways soon that we can more directly ask for your support. But for now honestly we're just good we're good doing this this has been fun so thanks for sticking with us as we figure out how to do this and please write and review this podcast five stars thanks again and we'll see you at bmo baby i love you oh i love you and by that by the first game we'll know if i have covid or not oh that's nice i love you covid
1: i love you covid
0: i i take that back yeah i I have nothing but
1: negative feelings towards covid
0: yeah there's a yeah Like killed a lot of people (laughs) <laughs> just, just
2: exclusively
1: negative,
0: only bad things. I love you, Spanish flu. I love you, common cold. Oh, another thing that happened—we can edit this out—is when I checked into my hotel in Stratford, there was fucking bed bugs in my bed. <laughs> I to go oh, you yeah. hotel?
1: That's true. We should have that out. The people need to know.
0: Yeah, I love you, bed bugs. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love each individual bed bug.